let's look now at our all-important radar defense screen. But your regenerated circuits are tuned asynchronously, and that causes concatenation in the intermediate amplifier. Initiated startup sequence. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the English Department Roundtable Podcast here at Bishop O'Connell High School. I'm Mr. John Meehan, with you as always, and today I brought in a team of student experts to talk about Ernest Hemingway. And I figured, because it's Hemingway, and it's a man's man kind of writer, why not have an all-male panel to talk about guy stuff here together? Um, so I brought the, the best group of bros that I could find. Um, <laughs> no pressure there, bros. Uh, I'm sure we can, we can compare muscle size later or something. Um, let's go around the horn and say hi. Uh, we're talking about In Another Country, which is a story set after World War I, um, or just in it, um, where we have men who are soldiers recovering um, from military-type accidents in a rehab facility. Um, in, a, in a place that's far away. I'm Mr. Meehan, and I'll start this conversation, and we'll just go around the horn and introduce ourselves. So to my left, go ahead. Seth Vianney. How you feeling today? Feeling pretty good. On, on a scale of bro to zero, you are feeling? Like above bro. Total bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, bro cha-cha. Ready yeah, you know it. <laughs> good. To your left, go ahead. Uh, Michael Santos. Michael, how you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. You, you're, you're ready to bro out? Yeah. Sun's out, guns out. Bros, heaven. bros everywhere, you know. Bro, bros, bros everywhere. Bros bro on bros. Bro amigo. Uh, across the table from me? I am Keenan Murphy. Keenan, how you feeling today? Great. Do you even lift bra? Are you ready oh, to? of course. Oh, you're so swole, oh, right? Oh, yes. We're talking, we're, this is a good group of guys to talk about some <laughs> tough guy <laughs> stuff. Uh, to my right, go ahead. How's it going? I'm Chris Nyland. Chris, I like. Hey, how's it going? That was that was, that was very like mm, kind. Yeah. Often guys get a reputation for not having any like kindness about them. I like that you, you brought that in too. Yeah. We'll talk about that that, that element. Was bro nice. That was bro nice. <laughs> All right, that's that, that, that's that's bro stop that. Um, to your right, go ahead. Hey, I'm uh, Daniel Danningberg. Danny, how yeah. you feeling today? Amazing. Amazing. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because you up. came in pumped up. In fact, you were doing research uh, on Hemingway yeah. by accident. Yeah. And you found an article uh, online about it. Uh, no, it was just a it was just a fact. Okay. Do you want to share your fact for the audience, or do you want to pull it well, up? Well, I have actually two facts. That um, the story takes in uh, 1918. Okay. Which was the last year of World War One. Perfect. It was Hemingway was injured in July 1918, while while he was delivering chocolates and cigarettes to the Italian soldiers. Got it. So Hemingway himself was an ambulance driver in World War One, yeah. and he did experience an injury, of all things. Actually, it was injured to his leg. Um, this story has our narrator, and we don't know the narrator's name, but it sounds like he has a lot in common with Hemingway, yeah? yeah. Um, is there text evidence? Go yeah, ahead. He you. has an injured leg himself. Okay, so we actually start the first page, and he says his leg is uh, messed up on yeah. the lower part of it. Um, do we have that line, Mike? Yeah, and it says right here, my knee did not bend, and the leg dropped straight from the knee to the ankle without a calf okay and the machine was to bend in the knee and made make it move as riding a tricycle okay so he's in a rehab facility and he attends it like on the regular to sort of get some physical therapy to get back up to speed um, as a bunch of guys uh, this is maybe a, a gender norm we should explore today um, but there's this idea of like we're sports guys we're, we're bros we have this thing um, physical therapy like mm -hmm. showing up to the trainer's office before a game we've all been through sports yeah. related injuries or something yeah. like that Seth you're nodding your head emphatically you're a soccer player yeah uh, no so, <laughs> lacrosse did I get that wrong lacrosse, lacrosse yeah. got it sorry I knew it was running something in with that yeah. um, is that a part of every sport just like working through injury yeah sure um, yeah. do you think that and this is maybe a tough question we can ask the whole group it are you manly if you get injured yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, 
It's kind of like. <laughs> it mean, like it means that you you were working hard. And it means you're working hard. And if you if you're working to um to re rehab it, like to get the injury like away, right. you, And you work to like get back to the sport. That means you're a man. It, it means you're a man working through like injury. Sacrificing your body. Sac Self-sacrifice. Like eighth grade wrestling, I got a black eye towards the end. This is this is like this is real wrestling, this not like chairs real, no, and no, stuff. This is real <laughs> okay. wrestling, and then like it was a regional match, and my coach was like, "Oh man, you came in second place, but who cares? You got a black eye to come out, right? And you could have been like." And then he said, "You look so ba about it." Right. So it's like it's your scars or your battle yeah. wounds. You can kind of brag on that. Uh, Ken, you're, you're you're nodding ahead on that one. Yeah, it's kind of just something you take pride in because it shows that you really were like trying for the betterment of the team, and you kind of just like made a selfless move. Something selfless about the injury, Chris. I think it, like I think it matters a lot, like how you deal with it. Like if you just like say it was like no big deal, right? Then it's pretty masculine. But if you like complain about it all the time, then so a part about being a man is like manning up, yeah. like working yeah. through it. You know, I went to the Patriots game this weekend, go Pats, and <laughs> yeah. I saw Jimmy Garoppolo uh, take a pretty serious hit, and it looked like he separated his shoulder or sprained his shoulder pretty badly. Um, but like he took it like a man. Like he finished the play, and then he like tries to help himself off the field, and he just has too much pain, so he goes down on a knee. And then the trainers all swarm the field, but they don't carry him off the field. He like stands up, and then the whole crowd cheers. Is that is that what it means to be a man? Like is that moment a manly thing? Is that behavior like because getting injured could happen to anybody? Mm -hmm. Is it about how you handle that injury that yeah, makes you a man? Yeah. Where it seem like we're in a court on that Definitely mic? Like building yourself pride, like showing that you're really prideful of yourself and okay. showing that to the people that you're strong enough to do things on your own you don't need others like so like when we watch the Rocky movie and he refuses medical attention yeah, like yeah. that is what it means and to like, like when his black eye gets all cut Rick, and yeah, yeah, right. he's like cut it and like, he cuts it open yeah. to show like he's a man willing to finish. fight through pain yeah. is a very masculine trait um so we have this idea in the story and let's get back to it because I think we, we seem in a general accord that there's something even if it's not necessarily correct, there's something societally true about it means to be a man, that you have to man up and work through some pain stuff. Um, so what do you make of these guys as they're working through pain in the story? Uh, because I think there are different levels of injury and different levels of manliness, and it's asking all those questions at once to us. Like, is there a scene or a moment in the story that jumps out to you and it says, man, man, um, <laughs> that, that feels like a, a manly moment or, a, or an unfortunate moment for, for, for masculinity or heroism. And we can kind of go anywhere with it. Um, in the, in the story. Well, for example, when um, our main character uh, gets like he has, he gets a friend, the the Italian major, mm -hmm. and uh, he has a small hand, and then he's working on the they are working on the machines, mm -hmm. and then the doctor asks him, "Do you you have confidence?" And he said, "No." So so he goes to physical therapy. His hand is like wounded and yeah. shrunken. Um, and he says, do you have confidence that this thing is going to make you better? The man says, no, but he keeps coming back. Yeah. Is that a manly thing? He, I, I think it's a mental strengthness. He, a mental toughness. Uh, yeah, even like though he, he doesn't really believe in it, he keeps coming back and back. And then the doctor brings out pictures. But they know that they're the first ones to use the machine. Yeah, so, so that, and it doesn't, I don't really buy that. It's on the top of the first page. The doctor's like, 
the doctor went in his office and brought a bunch of photographs which showed a hand that had been withered almost as small as the major's before it took the machine course and after it was a little larger. Yeah. It's like a before and after diet pill or something like that. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be great. But they're the first group of people to really go through this therapy. So where did he get the pictures? So it feels like it's kind of maybe being sold a lie. Yet <coughs> still, he commits himself because he said he would. So yeah. that's manly. Uh, Seth. Uh, probably that stood out to me was um, later in the story, he, the um, Italian fencers who we were just talking about, his hand was shrunk, his wife dies, and uh -huh. he doesn't go to therapy for three days, but then he comes back after that. And that's, that's a manly thing? Like, like, like you guys, are, there's a fine line between, like, hero and stupid, it sounds like here, because there's something heroic about, you know, taking one on the chin and just sucking up your, your emotions. But it sounds like this moment, his wife dies, and he disappears for a few days, and he comes back and he's like, I'm sorry, I had a thing to deal with. I'm better now. Like, it, you're, you, that moment stands out to you. Yeah, he's, he's like fighting through all his pain, the physical and emotional, mental, of like okay. not being better. So the idea of the struggle, yeah. perseverance through struggle, exactly. is, is a masculine trait. Um, would you have another thought on that? I didn't want to cut you off. Good. Yeah, go ahead, Ken. Another part that I thought was manly is where, um, on the last page, where uh, they're talking to each other, and he says, my wife has just died, you must forgive me. But then after, he says, like, it, it is very difficult, I cannot resign myself. Right. So he still can't, like, give up on things. He, he can't give up. Has to keep going. So even when you're committing to something stupid, and something that you know is a lost cause, like these, these machines that they don't really believe in, there's something manly about fighting, mm. fighting a losing battle. Um, like if you're losing the Super Bowl and you're going to lose, like you will lose. There's something manly about even standing up and taking the field. You keep up, you keep on playing, yeah. But why? I mean, like I think you guys are totally right. But why? Why do that? Because Hemingway would totally be in agreement with you. Even when you're losing, you do it, and you do it to the best of your ability. Michael, you look puzzled by this. It's I feel like it's, um, I've always been kind of taught, like, never to really give up and, like, lose hope. Even if it's, you're going through the hardest thing in your life, you really don't want to try to, like, give up on that thing, but make it the best that it can be. So it's that Churchill quote, if you're going it, through hell, keep going. Yeah, it's like, even though, for instance, like, his wife dying, just because that's a hard thing to cope with, but try to make the best moments that you had with her a valuable thing. So, so like in the Super Bowl, if you're losing and you throw like a 30 yard pass, make that a best play that you remember. So what you are doing, like doing that well, is, is, is what defines you. You yeah. might win, you might lose, but you have to do it well. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of wrong to like accept defeat. So a, a man, like Hemingway's finishing the sentence, a man doesn't accept defeat. Yeah. And even when he knows he's beaten, he keeps going. Yeah. Wow, this is very metaphysical all of a sudden, like very, very existential. It feels like uh, what it, the, the nature of human. Uh, uh, go ahead, Chris. I think it's also like being loyal to your commitment. Like if you're in a Super Bowl and then like you're losing and then you just give up, it's like your fans will feel like you, you gave up on that. Because when we watched, uh, or when we read uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls, um, Robert Jordan knows that the bridge is a losing cause, mm -hmm. and he's still gonna do it anyways. Um, whereas, what is it, um, the other guy who takes the detonators, um, do we have his name? It starts with a P off the top of my head. Pablo, nice work. Yeah. I had a brain fart there. Uh, Pablo, he runs. Mm -hmm. 
Now, he's going to lose, so he's smart in that he's trying to get away. But you said uh, about that, Chris, you were saying about... Like how if you made a commitment, like in the in For Whom the Bell Tolls, um, Robert made a commitment to the Republican cause, and so if he had just like given up, that would have been... He would have basically been betraying his cause. So a loyalty to your cause is a big thing about being the man, as far as Hemingway sees it. Yes. Um, is there other things that we, we're seeing come through in the Hemingway hero code here? Um, either in, in, their, in our narrator or one of the other guys in the story. Um, well, what I noticed is that uh, this, this is the typical Hemingway style. He brings in an older seasoned co-hero, a man who has confronted his life and has experienced a hard world, yeah. but does not give any emotion. He never talks of his bravery, courage. He never really shows it. The only time that he showed his emotions is when his wife died and he didn't come for three days. Yeah. And then he came in with a black uh, hand. And then... And then he brings in a young American soldier who's just entering into a world of war and violence. So there's a guy who enters into this awful place, and he sees people who've been through hell. Yeah. And he says, there's something about them that I respect because they have that, that hardness about them. They've seen it, and they can have the priorities. Um, do you feel like Hemingway admire, has an admiration for that type of person? Yes, okay. definitely. Are we seeing a general agreement on that yeah, one? Um, so what do you make of it? I mean, like, but let me, let me have a, a bro moment here. Like, but the dude cries. I mean, like, that's not, that doesn't feel very bro. Are we cool with this crying thing? In a situation where, like, his wife dies, I mean, that's kind of fine. Cause that's, pretty that's kind of fine. <laughs> no, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely acceptable, because that's pretty, like, tragic. You know? Yeah. That's probably the only really thing they, that he had that he, like, really lived for. So, so a full commitment to whatever you're committing to. It's a big piece of it. Yeah. Um, you're nodding ahead on that one, Mike. Um, you're cool with the crying here? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should show some type of emotion. And definitely, I mean, if I'm going to cut my hand with, like, some pairs of knives, I'm not, with a pair of knife or scissors, I'm not going to, like, cry about it. Right. But if somebody's going to cut my heart, I'm going to cry about it. That was a very a, eloquent way to put that. I I like that. A part of commitment is, like, emotional, emotional commitment as well, and it's natural, like, if you emotionally commit yourself to something like that important and like time consuming, then you're gonna like be upset about it. Which is the idea about loyalty, like committing to a cause, um, committing to a person, committing to, to yeah. a relationship. Um, was there anything about this person that you said, you know what, that seems kind of outdated. We don't play by those rules of hero today. Um, or does does Hemingway's, I was reading an article online, they said that the, the millennials, oh, sorry guys, um, your grip strength is not as strong as your dad's grip strength is when he was your age at this time. So moms and dads, you know, are, are some years older than us. They say 15, 20, 30 years ago, the grip strength of the average 18-year-old male was stronger than it is today. The idea being that we do less manual labor, so there's less need for these sort of things. And as evolution mm -hmm. goes, things change. But the idea of what it means to be a man in the 21st century, you see a lot of hipsters with mustaches, but your dad had a real mustache, like, and a real beard. <laughs> yeah. And we're all kind of laughing about it, but is there is there any part of the story that you feel kind of has aged out, is outdated, or we still admire these heroes like we did um, in World War One and World War Two? That's a tricky one, right? Yeah. yeah. Seth, do you get the vibe that, I mean, like, are these guys likable? Do they feel like man's men as we read the story? Like, even by a contemporary definition today? Sure. Sure. I mean. <laughs> we'll start with short. Yeah. 
I don't know, we're putting eyes on the text here. Like, we're trying to find something wrong with it. Does anything about this feel wrong, or does it feel... No, man. You, it, no. it just feels like... Like, it feels... When you have a best friend, like, when you have a good guy friend, you're gonna see your guy friend cry at least a couple of times. Even through, like, the weirdest things. Like, for instance, this man, his wife died. And so you're gonna see somebody emotionally... Open up. Yeah, breakdown that you've never seen before. And I think that's in the guys today, like in heroes today. Like, for instance, I've never seen my dad cry at least once. Right. And, like, he's my hero. And seeing that, it kind of really, like, struck me with some chills because I've never seen a hero cry right. before. And there's there's a question about whether you can still be heroic and, yeah. and be vulnerable at the same time. And, and, I anyway. think, and I think showing that emotion makes you even more heroic because that just shows that you're true. not afraid of that. Yeah. And you're true. true. That honesty thing. Well, let me ask that question. We'll close with this and I'll go around the horn one more time with it. If you had one word to describe Hemingway to um, somebody who's totally brand new to it, like as a new listener or as a new reader or somebody's coming in next year, hey, if you're reading Hemingway, one thing you need to know is, and just one word to describe Hemingway. It could be his style. It could be his stories. It could be what you think of him when you think of him. Um, anyone want to go at it? We'll just go around the table. Dan, I'll put you on the spot first. <sighs> Um, well, the word that I would use is... It doesn't have to be the story, right? It could be from anything you read at home or something, you know, even your own facts or things like that. One word to punch up that Hemingway. Uh, Courage. Courage. I will take that. That's a good start. Uh, Around the horn, Chris? Um, let's see... It's hard, right? Yeah. It is hard because it's, it's, I mean, there's a lot to it. I guess support because in a lot of the stories there's always someone to support one of the characters. Okay. So being a man who's uh, a man of courage, a man who's supportive or support, that, that, that's part of the, the condition. Keenan? I'd probably say masculine. Masculine. So masculine, support, uh, supportive, uh, courageous. Mike? A man who is emotionally involved in others. Emotionally involved, but not emotional. Yeah, not like sh- physically showing it, but internally he okay. knows he's it. I got it. And Seth, last one. Yeah, like bonds and like relationships between the characters. Relationships, genuine, authentic kind of connection. Gentlemen, I feel like we should like do it like a fist bump or something that cool kids do. Um, that'll be it for, for today. Yeah. Um, congratulations on the great podcast. Uh, readers, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, listeners, thank you for, for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. If you want to see any of these bros, find them in the hall because they're smart. Um, and we can talk about bro stuff. Um, and if you want to talk to me about this stuff, tweet at me. I'm at me, DJO. We'll be back with another podcast next bro week. Bro out. Bro out. Thanks. Hashtag Hemingway.